0: Well, Bugs Bunny, I need to assemble an elite team of A-plus ball players to help crush this algae guy. And I need to do it before that game clock runs down. Oh,
1: hold up, Doc. So, you want me, a talking cartoon bunny, to
0: play with you, an NBA superstar, in a high-stakes basketball game? Sounds awfully familiar. Everybody, get up! It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right.
1: All right. Welcome back, analysis listeners. Wanna welcome back into the pot, Barry Irving. Barry, hello, <laughs> hello.
0: How's it going, everybody?
1: I'm gonna answer for everybody. It's going good. <laughs> I'm happy to be able to connect with you. Our schedules have been wild. We were originally gonna record this episode fresh off of the launch of the new Space Jam movie, Space Jam Legacy, or Space Jam New Team. A new legacy. The Space Jam New Legacy, that's it. Nailed it. We were originally gonna connect, but we've had a little bit of just scheduling conflict, mostly on my end here. But glad to to get you in and chop about this new braun movie and, and i wanted to work with you specifically on this conversation because you're a chicago boy you're a massive bulls fan i can't really think of a lot of times where we've hung out and you didn't have that bulls lid on and obviously i'm going to assume because we're in our 30s our mid 30s that you have a connection to the original So I thought it would be great to get your perspective on the new one. But before we get into everything new legacy, talk to me about what you've been seeing and keeping up with movie and TV wise recently.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a, it's an exciting, it's an exciting time. Uh, I returned to in-person movie theater watching last week with uh, Black Widow, another addition to the ongoing marvel saga uh, uh i won't 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 go too long into it but it's it's good check it out if you if you haven't but yeah it's an exciting time there's so much we've been we've been inundated with all of this streaming content for the past year and that it's still there it's still great but it's great to to get into the movie houses get as that well,
1: overpriced so. popcorn baby get that yeah. dr pepper that costs you fourteen dollars right you yeah. ever sneak in
0: you ever sneak anything in i'm sure you do right um i mean i i mean i didn't i i really wanted to buy movie theater popcorn so i uh this time around i didn't but yeah that's definitely i mean that goes with i'm pretty sure when i saw like the original space jam i had like a pack of gushers and like a fucking like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> that's that old school
1: amc they weren't checking no no way man. my peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> Okay, so so you saw Black Widow, you saw, you've been watching Loki, I'm assuming, you're, you're my uh,
0: I, I still got a couple, I still got a couple episodes, I know that's gonna be probably shocking being the uh, superhero correspondent, but I do still have, I'm still working my way through Loki, I'm enjoying it though, but yeah, it's, it's an exciting time for for comic books, uh, Black Panther 2 is, is rolling out, they got, yeah. we'll see, we'll okay. see what happens, it's an exciting time.
1: All right, now watch me try to bridge this transition. So, you're talking about Black Panther 2.
0: I, I think I know where you're going.
1: Michael B. Jordan, you're also talking about the universe and, the, and the, the multiverse of Marvel, right, well. Yeah,
0: I mean, all roads are leading to Space Jam, really. Space
1: Jam, new legacy. <laughs> I think the only bit that really works involves Michael B. Jordan. And Uh, it definitely starts to become a multiverse or a Warner Brothers flex of all their properties. And we're not saying anything new by making an observation that this movie is basically a branding vehicle Mm -hmm. for Warner Brothers and just Mm -hmm. trying to push people to their other content and their streaming service. I know everyone's probably by this point heard that, but let's, let's chat new legacy, shall we?
0: yeah yeah i will say before we get too deep since you since you already mentioned that i definitely i i was hoping because it come it came at the same point in the movie but i was hoping that they would go full in with the michael b jordan cameo and that he would be like the new the Bill murray. murray yeah yeah huh. so uh, i was
1: i thought the same thing i was like okay cool here here's this little infusion great bit nice little chuckle here suit him up he can come in do some sort of Bill Murray like yeah you, you get the boy the bunny bugs you go to the hole, and you go to the whole heart hey Bill run defense it There's was and they just they, he just walks away.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that it was it was beautifully set up and they just didn't even do it but yeah, whatever. He, yeah I think
1: B Jordan probably looked at the script and said no I'll do the cameo and you know, <laughs> that's that's fair. I mean there legs. were a lot
0: of freaking cameos that was like kind of distracting actually yeah. But this movie, just to to get some statistics
1: out of the way here, we're talking week two since its release, but this movie's made $94 million worldwide. It has been number one at the box office for two straight weeks, so it did dethrone very quickly Black Widow, which I'm a little surprised at. Mm-hmm. And it is also not well-reviewed critically, but <laughs> typically critics aren't... Six year old children, especially you know, little very, little, little, very little. good point. But the, on Rotten Tomatoes, here I'm just reading the critics' consensus. Despite Le- LeBron James' best efforts to make a winning team out of the Toon Squad, Space Jam, a new legacy, trades the zany meta humor of its predecessor for a shameless, tired exercise and IP driven branding. <laughs> so, pretty woof on that. It's, it's sitting at 29%, and <laughs> it's And I I think we know that there's a lot of flaws in this movie. But I want to just start, and we're going to have a little bit of structure here. We're going to take a basketball structure to our conversation today. So this was actually your idea. I want to give you credit. But our first quarter breaking down this movie is going to be our connection and hearkening back to the original and what that experience was like for us as kids. I want to have a conversation on that briefly. Second quarter is going to be the plot and approach to this film, and maybe we'll connect it to some of the things they did in the first one that they were definitely trying to change or take a new direction on with this Mm -hmm. movie. So that's quarter two. Quarter three is going to be characters. So we're going to talk about all the characters, for better or worse, uh, especially the character of LeBron James. (laughs) And then fourth quarter, we're going to talk about just LeBron's cultural relevance. Just the fact that I was really surprised LeBron James alone in a vehicle with Looney Tunes, which kids don't watch anymore, was able to overtake a Marvel movie at the box office. I think that's interesting to me. So let's get into quarter one. All You're right. a kid from Chicago. Michael <laughs> Jordan is probably your hero. How did you get to the first movie? Talk to me about when that movie came out, what what you were going through as a little kid.
0: Yeah, I mean, you definitely, you definitely said the first part. Um, Michael Jordan, hero. There is a actual statue of this man in in our city that existed back when I was a kid as well. Um, so yeah, there's definitely the way that that film just sort of stood beside that era because that that movie is essentially, obviously, it's not a true story, but it's essentially the story of Michael Jordan going away from basketball and then coming back to basketball so like like that era is just like the peak it's Michael Jordan on the verge of the second three-peat it it, like it I don't really need to explain Mm -hmm. but even along with that there's also just just being a kid growing up watching Looney Tunes and also just there was this there was this sort of build to Space Jam which I think perhaps this movie was built out of this sort of movement. I'm going to call it a movement, but like there were, there were, there was a big trend in like the nineties of like, obviously like baggy clothes and like urban like fashion, but there were these t-shirts that would come out that would, that would have like, like bugs and Daffy, like on the t-shirt wearing like urban outfits, like wearing like baggy jeans and like, and like, uh, like, tank tops and stuff. And, and they were like looking real hip. And I, I I think this sort of trend is sort of what sort of the, the way that these shorts, this, these clothing items sort of took off was just like, we have a market here. People who are like young, urban, hip into the basketball culture have this cross section with um, the Looney Tunes. Like how can we put that together and like capitalize off of that? I think that's where I, I mean, I don't. I don't have anything to verify this, but like, it's the timing is just too is just too perfect. So it really, sort of, it was like I, I at the point I don't remember how old I was, but whenever this movie came out, I was I ate it right up. This was mm-hmm. this was like this was like King Kong versus Godzilla for me.
1: I remember as a kid the movement. I just remember anticipating the movie and they marketed it in front of every commercial that you're ever going to see for kid children's programming. And it was a huge summer event. I remember fast food, the toys were Toon Squad toys and it, it just consumed your whole summer. And I remember sitting in that line with my buddies. I think I went with what seemed to be my whole class. I just went with a ton of kids and it was a theater experience. And we, we talk and sometimes we wax poetically about what it was like to be in a theater and a theater experience when we were younger. But it was just mm-hmm. a rocking crowd of little, <laughs> basically five-year-olds to 15-year-olds <laughs> just sitting down and, and, and just gut bust laughing for the entire ride with this Looney Tunes, Michael Jordan thing. And I'm from Metro Detroit, right? Drink your drink and, and ring the siren every time I mentioned Metro Detroit, but we didn't really get along with Michael Jordan. You know, my teams, <laughs> we, the, we don't, we don't really like Michael Jordan, but he was so culturally relevant that I remember yeah. buddies of mine being fans of North Carolina. Cause that's where Michael Jordan went. And I remember people just still, it's like, okay, even if he's, if he's on the team that slaps us around, we're still gonna go check this movie out, you know? And yeah. so I just remember, I just remember that being one of the pinnacle theater experiences when I was very young and probably gets you bit by the the bug to have this as a passion, right? So yeah. I don't think it's the one that did it, but it's, it's no. definitely one
0: of the experiences, right? For sure, and it's part it's part of that big like, and I think the '90s blockbuster films are 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 that's it's kind of one of those things you just remember that experience of being in the theater and it just being raucous, yeah. And it 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 it's definitely part of that era for sure.
1: So let's get into quarter two here, where it's the plots of both films, and we've mentioned already that the flex and in the IP of. Mm-hmm hbo and and warner brothers and you've got lebron traveling into this cyberverse and he's going past harry potter world and he's going past the matrix and he's going past all these different movies that that get flexed on here and it's really this nostalgia ride and so I started to think already I was like okay this movie is mostly for kids but they're definitely hoping that a lot of the berries and the bobs of the world that had that theater experience and and it was so culturally relevant to them they're gonna come here and we're gonna pack a lot of that stuff in for them because I'm telling you right now a kid that was born in the late 90s A baby in the late 90s does not care about matrix references
0: yeah we got a lot
1: of matrix references here we've got batman returns references we've got jim carrey's the mask in this bitch right so like i was like this movie is not for uh totally for little kids the same the way that the original was right but let's start to talk about plot here Mm -hmm. you had a great observation about Michael Jordan's relationship to the Looney Tunes versus LeBron's relationship. Walk me through what your observation was there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think they uh they sort of they sort of spun they reversed the plot in this one. They sort of spin it on its head, which is which is interesting. I don't know if necessarily one succeeds or one fails, but it's an interesting inversion where um the first the first film, you know, we've got um The, I forget the villain's name. I I keep, the only name that's in my head is from Boondocks, uh, Meaner. And it's something like that, but it's not that. But the villain that's uh, Danny DeVito voices has like all of the, is gonna like capture all of the the Looney Tunes and and whatnot and, and something. And they need Michael Jordan to come win this basketball game for them. So they need Michael Jordan's help. Whereas they sort of flip it to the to in a new ne- a new legacy where um, lebron's son gets pulled into this multiverse and lebron gets pulled into the multiverse and um, and um, lebron needs needs characters to help it, it, and it's funny they 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 throw him into this multiverse and he's got all of these uh, Warner Brother IP uh characters at his disposal and yet he is still Looney Tunes.
1: Fuck Bugs Bunny, dude. <laughs> LeBron's at the whiteboard drawing up the team. And he's going, all right, well, clearly gotta get Superman. That dude's gonna
0: incredible.
1: <laughs> and I get the Iron Giant down low. <laughs> and we're gonna go get Batman. And he's like drawing up like who, you, who he should pick. And Bugs is like,
0: no, nope. no, No. Nope. <laughs> And I mean, like what, dude? Bugs,
1: you're a little dick. You're a little dick. Fuck
0: the tunes, dude. Yeah. So, like I said, like I said, I don't know if I don't know if they were. I don't know if one is a success or one is a failure. But I, I thought it was interesting that, like, I think I think this. I think a new legacy is. For, so so where where it's hard for me because yeah, I as as a thirty year old as a, as a man in his thirties. Who watched this on HBO Max in his apartment by himself? I was definitely fucking checking my phone and like tuning out for a lot of it. And it like no pun didn't... intended. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 pun intended whatsoever. But like it didn't it didn't necessarily capture me. It would have been it would have been cooler to have like a friend there to at least be able to just like actively um, make have some sort of commentary. But like yeah, it didn't hold my interest but like i've worked with children like i've written i've i've written stories and groups with children and it this literally felt like that process of of like going to these kids and seeing what they want to see happen over the course of this story and just taking every single idea that they give you and throwing it at the wall and just letting every single one stick and being like, okay, we're not going to make this make sense, but we're going to make it chronological.
1: It's an ADD nightmare. Is what is. <laughs> and here's, here's some of the reasons why I was tuning out. I didn't understand how the points in the game worked when once Mm -hmm. once we got to the actual game which is halfway through the movie first of all algae rhythm a little bit of an advanced concept for six-year-olds born in the in yeah i think i think that's
0: one i think that's one of the things that they're trying to play to us for but
1: yeah like come on and i love cheetle but like my goodness that was a, a rough a rough villain I, I i very much preferred roly-poly danny devito monster guy and his motive just seemed to be a lot better right it just yeah. <laughs> danny De- it was both it was both capitalistic points of view but danny devito's definitely a better character in my opinion but anyway so algae rhythm gets them in but they're playing this video game thing and, and i get to your point like that's what kids like now is these but it, it to me it felt almost like whose line is it anyway? Where the points don't matter and we're just mm-hmm. out here messing around and it's like style points or a triple dunk and it's five thousand to one and I'm just like yeah. what? the original Space Jam, you it was a it was a basketball game like yeah. a, a dunk was two points and a, a three pointer was three and you could, sure. but then but then at the end of this sorry for spoilers here but at the end of this like a dunk for two points just takes takes the game home you know at the end mm-hmm. and. I was just like, so first of all, just not knowing, not being able to follow the rhythm and the beats of an actual basketball game takes you out of the moment. And they really leaned way too much into Monstars this time were snakes and birds and the, the original Monstars were just souped up aliens but they were they still had a humanistic form and i just yeah. that that threw me off and yeah. so not being able to follow the game and understand how any points to be invested in how lebron's going to score points to win this game that that made me tune out and then secondly the fans around the court were way too distracting way too distracting and so you've got like Speaking of Danny DeVito, you've got the penguin on. You've, got, <laughs> yeah. you've yeah. got the mask out there. You've got Agent Smith from, from, and it's like, but it's not, they don't look at all like the actual actors that played the roles. It looks like busted Halloween USA versions of those characters. And so I'm like, how am I supposed to pay attention to LeBron James with ball out and three seconds to go when there's all this nonsense happening behind Don Cheadle?
0: Yeah, and I, I I thought it was interesting that um just before we get too far off of it, um thought it was interesting that uh, we 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 cut Pepe Le Pew from the from the film oh, for being too risque, okay. but then we we we've got fucking Pennywise and the the like masked rapists from Clockwork Orange all watching this basketball game. It's like yeah, there's gonna be a twelve year old kid that's gonna look up who those Clockwork Orange guys are, and they're gonna potentially be scarred for life yeah why
1: was clockwork orange there like why like out of all the things that you have that you want (laughs) to flex on in your warner brothers universe like this does not fit in a kids movie or even just the fact that tim burton was fired from batman returns because the penguin scared kids so Badly when he hit that guy's nose off, it got too dark for kids. But yet we're going to bring those characters to a kids (laughs) movie. That's a good point. Fucking crazy, right? So yeah, yeah, I think that was that was very weird decisions. I think there was a lot of other child friendly, even in adult movies, but children friendly characters they could have used as the spectators. I just thought that was just way too wild and distracting. It was an Mm ADD mess, like I said. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and, and so then. Also, and this is part of the plot that I'm going to sympathize with LeBron James for, so get used to people apologizing for LeBron James all the time just throughout the rest of basketball history, but <laughs> Michael's journey, you talked about in the first one. I'm not playing basketball. I'm trying for baseball. Oh, no, weight, playing basketball with the Looney Tunes, revives my love for the sport. Cut to, I'm back on the Bulls. mm mm-hmm pretty simple journey for michael jordan to go through not a lot that's being asked of him in terms of the the arc of his uh character acting lebron james is a close-minded father who needs to read, or who needs to learn deeper themes about his parenting skills and he has to have a reconciliation with his son in the yeah. middle of the game it that's sucks. a lot harder of an ask for an actor to perform and a man to perform and so I was like, this isn't fair to LeBron. This is way too tall of a challenge for where his skills are. It's like a yeah. lot a lot easier road when it came to his discoveries. And then finally, I think that LeBron, well, first of all, he was just a much better actor when he was a cartoon. I was like, he could have just left him a cartoon. You would you would have helped him out a lot. But I think he talks so much. It's almost painful and cringy how much he talks about how important his family is he's like family above everything i can't do this because i got my family and my family he says family and talks about family so much it makes me think that he doesn't actually care in real life about his family because he's trying to force force that narrative so much in this movie
0: yeah it's 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 interesting like i i think they it's it definitely speaks to something to something you were kind of saying before about how like sometimes just you know less is more and you know kind of trying to do a little bit too much you can kind of get a little overwhelming and like I don't know the 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 arc that LeBron goes on it reminded me of uh I mean, and I'm I'm saying this having played this role on uh, a on a small theater in Chicago somewhere, but uh, Peter Banning and Hook, like yeah. he he like ha- and he even has to like face off against his son, like it it was yeah. he was doing some really good vocal work, especially as a cartoon, and there are certain talents that he brings to the role that you certainly aren't gonna get from Michael Jordan, but then you just make this plot doing too much with this plot just sort of did a disservice. Because for one, you have LeBron coming into the movie as an asshole, yeah. And it's hard we, to
1: sympathize with the character's journey because of- which is
0: which is which you're already putting yourself in a hard place by getting, and we can talk about this maybe in in, in quarter four. But LeBron James is arguably one of the most hated athletes of all time, and. I mean, I'm personally a fan of him, but like, he is—he's been consistently like trashed on the internet for for over a decade, almost two decades.
1: Also, Um, not easy to be the world's most famous person at the height of the boom of social media. Exactly,
0: exactly. Very, very scrutinized—a very if not hated, a very scrutinized figure. And so, just to come, just to have him come out the gate. As this like domineering, unlikable father was just like, we're supposed to root for this guy. Yeah, this isn't fair to
1: him, but this is what it makes me feel like. And it's bad writing, but this is what it makes me feel like. So I know this person in my life, I won't name names, but they live in Florida and they have highlights in their hair. Okay, highlight little (laughs) frosty tips in their hair. And this person insists that they did not get their frosted tips done and that it's, it's bleached from the sun. And I've heard this person say this frequently enough where I'm like, every time they talk about the frosted tips, it further makes me believe that they got <laughs> the frosted tips done. It's like every yeah. they talk about it so much that it has to be the other way. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's the same way where it's like every time LeBron's pounding on the table and talking about how it's family first, it's like, you're further convincing me that you've got, Six side hose right now at the Warner Brothers lot, and that's not fair. <laughs> but it's
0: bad writing. But that's just how I feel.
1: You could tell me if I'm wrong. I I I will definitely understand.
0: But no, I it, mean, I've, I've, I I there was there was some weird. Like I said, I think less is more, and I think Space Jam in a way is more effective by not giving us a bunch of like Michael Jordan's family. Like they show them for a minute, and then. They yeah. pulled Michael Jordan into the Tune universe. And yeah, we it's, story. it's and that's really well, the, the kids are here for
1: Michael and the Tunes. The kids mm-hmm. are here for Braun and the Tunes, and mm-hmm. the, we don't need to have a, a as deep of a discovery and journey. And the same way you say, it reminds you of Peter Banning's Hook, which was played by Juilliard trained and master actor Robin Williams. That's a great. I think that's a great comparison you have. And one guy has the skills to do a role like that. And the yep. other guy, unfortunately, has been spending his whole life being really good at basketball. And I just <laughs> thought it was, a, it was a tough ask. So yep. between the structure of the game itself and then the structure of the character arc, I thought that's why I was frequently cringing. Also, just LeBron as a fun dad, that didn't work at all as well. There comes my dad! I was like, oh, boy, can we yeah. not do that anymore? Especially
0: right after he was just being an asshole. Like, can can you, you have to pick one. And uh-huh. then just to talk about the game, I think it's like, like so the original, it's just cartoon basketball. Like, that's a way easier to follow. Whereas in this one, you've got this video game that we watch his son playing for a minute that we see enough of to know that it's like this hyper-realistic basketball, but we don't actually know the rules, so then you've got that and then you've got cartoons playing this game that we don't know the rules. So it's like, where do you where do you even like jump in to know what is actually going on? So it's like yeah. I, I, I wasn't paying attention for the game. Like I, I, I just wasn't between not knowing what the fuck the, the game actually is and oh, who's in the audience. Like I'm not paying any sort of attention to the game, yeah. which is the main event of the movie.
1: Here's one other thing, I'll because I absolutely agree with you. Here's one thing I will give this movie. It had way more references to the actual NBA and basketball. He talks about a crossover step back in here. They don't do any sort of conversation like that in the original. He also is referencing, there's a lot of times where they're referencing uh, referencing super teams. That's something that's relevant in the NBA now. They didn't really talk a lot about the actual NBA in 96.
0: They yeah. talk about...
1: They talk about game over like he does the game over side uh side look they they referenced uh anything is possible like they
0: they they did reference a lot of do you not think that really, that might do you think that might not be just because there's just more bites available in this day and age now probably. like there's more to pull from Probably. There, there were there were a little there were there were things in the in in the first one. my my favorite <laughs> my my favorite part in um in the in the first movie it's not my favorite part but a part that I just thought of is when <laughs> is when is Charles Barkley after he's gotten his powers taken away and he's like trying to play the pickup game with the kids and like this girl's like you ain't Charles Barkley you are just some wannabe that looks like him. Go <laughs> like, oh, get on, Charles. <laughs> and just like the way that she just like waves him away is just so perfect. Yeah, like a busted ass Charles Barkley trying <laughs> to dribble. Oh man, I forgot. Yeah, that original squad. Which which Monstars squad would you take? I mean, well, first off, I, I I something I did not appreciate about the new movie is that they just call them the Goon Squad, where it's like, okay, first off. Toon Squad is already a pun on the term Goon Squad. So then you just fucking were very unoriginal there. And then you had an original name in the first one that you could have just repeated. Like the Monstars is a cool name. And they're and they are already relevant that because they they reference the old one yeah
1: and they also ignore it at the same time yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. But LeBron, there's all these fourth their fourth wall breaks where bugs uh-huh. look and he's like oh so you're gonna team up with a bunch of toon stars to defeat and win your freedom that sounds familiar Right? Yeah, and then there's also that bit where uh, the algae rhythm makes them all modernized cartoons. So they they bring the cartoons into the modern era, and they, they mm-hmm. make look a lot sharper. And it's like, wow, we look expensive. There's all these fourth fourth wall breaks there. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's like I really legit thought film. it was. I thought I legit thought it was like not was like not linked to the first one just because it was so different. But then they would just drop little lines like that.
1: So let's move into our third quarter here with just characters. And I want to tee it up this way. I, so I think the Looney Tunes were funnier in the first one. I'm thinking very specifically mm-hmm. about there was a Pulp Fiction bit with Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam. There was Tweety Bird bits. There was Marvin the Martian was, was a lot more featured there and i just thought they were just a lot funnier in the first one but this one did have a nice element where they're going to round up the team almost armageddon style where we got to go find all these guys inside the warner brothers multiverse and which one of those did you like the best which which roundup of a character did you like the best here
0: Um, I mean, I think I like, like I said, like that, like that, that idea of going to the multiverse and and picking and choosing and, and getting someone from a different universe was cool for sure. Like I said, it's a good idea. So they just sort of like let all of the good ideas stick to the wall and sort of figure out how to use all of them. I thought it was a good idea. But I mean, I think there's just a, there's just a authentic Looney Tune, charm to the original that is just way more consistent um and it's even just in little moments and i mean this kind of speaks to things that that were able to fly under the radar that probably don't anymore in this culture but like there's a point when in the original where lola like kisses bugs on the cheek and he fucking he gets hard like a piece of wood and drops to the floor and like and clanks to the floor like a piece of wood. It's fucking brilliant, bro. Like <laughs> the like the cartoon hijinks and just the humor is just so much better in the first one, I think.
1: There was a there's a line, a random line in the original Wayne's world where Wayne and Garth are laying on top of the Garth Mobile watching. Planes fly overhead at O'Hare Airport. And Garth leans over to Wayne and he goes, Hey, did you ever think that Bugs Bunny was attractive when he would put on a dress and become <laughs> Bugs Bunny? And Wayne goes, No. And Garth goes, Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but like, clearly he did. <laughs> <laughs> but just the idea of like sexy cartoons is always something that Mike Myers has been writing about for years. And yeah, I you know there was a lot of backlash with Lola not being as sexy in this one. And I, I don't really care to have that conversation. I think it's been had enough by other people. But sure. so I, some of the things I liked when they were doing the roundups, I really liked Wiley e. Coyote and the Roadrunner in the Mad Max race. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And, and that Wiley e. Coyote was one of the, dead demon body guys I can't remember what their names were but he sprays himself with the with the chrome and it's like okay that's a pretty good bit I, I didn't mind I thought it went on a little long but I, I did like the Batman and Robin and like LeBron James is Robin and he's like really upset about that And I think just with super teams in general just who's Batman and who's Robin gets said a lot so yeah. I, I, I thought that was interesting uh, the Matrix bit with the granny was was it like pretty decent actually so there was, there was just a couple of the roundups that I liked, but I especially liked the Mad Max one.
0: Yeah. I mean, LeBron was, LeBron had a nice look for that. I think he should maybe bring that into the court sometime. Yeah. Like the, like red Mohawk or whatever.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they just had some fun with it. I was like, Oh, okay. This is, this is a little easier to watch now that LeBron's a, a cartoon and we don't have to worry about his, his physical uh, approach to the character. but. Let's let's transition ourselves into quarter four here and bring this thing home. Just LeBron James's relevance culturally. And if or not you were surprised here. So I, I read the numbers here and, and the fact that this movie still continues to make a lot of people, even in the midst of a Delta variant and COVID and everything else, so just a lot of kids and a lot of parents are still going to see this movie, even more than a Marvel movie, which is pretty incredible. Just LeBron James culturally, does this do anything for him? Does this help him? Where are you at with LeBron James
0: in the world right now? Um I mean, I don't think I don't you know, I think it I think it's I think it helps. I definitely think this will will further the brand of Lebron James. how much how much help he necessarily needed might be debatable, but I think this is this will be this will be. I don't, I don't think, I don't see this as anything but good for him. It's actually kind of funny when I was, when I was watching this movie and I was just watching how many just sort of ideas just got tossed out. It actually made me think of Justice League and how there, how that, how that film there is, there's so much, the story of that is uh, so much intervention from the studio and so many, so many things that they wanted to do to sort of like, expand this multiverse of these of the comic book characters to sort of compete with Marvel and it almost feels like they couldn't do that so now they're just trying to flex IPs for the sake of it in in this movie now but but I think so in that in that regard I think this is just a like this multimedia entity that is just making money the way that it's supposed to but like I think this would be a good move for LeBron James. Like I said, I I I I said he's the most hated athlete. And I, I think I do want to change that to scrutinize because I I think he, he he there's a lot of effort that goes into this, but he does present himself as this, you know, family man who has a sense of values and and dignity and he like stands up for social causes or whatever and i i think i think this will i think this will just be a furthering of that brand and i think it's it's interesting i think uh i think this movie actually is it's kind of like i think it's it's actually this movie and the original space jam is kind of the perfect parallel to lebron james and michael jordan like no matter how good LeBron James, no matter what sort of accolades LeBron James does in the game of basketball, he's always going to be in the shadow of MJ because MJ did it in a different era. He did it in a different way. He was the most beloved athlete in the world at the time he was doing it. There's just, no matter what, no matter what LeBron does, there's no way that he can really get out of that shadow and i think this this movie is kind of the perfect uh uh, symbol of that
1: yeah i've always been disappointed with lebron james lack of originality to some of these just very simple but hallmark decisions he's made in his career whether it's to wear number 23 Mm -hmm. right or to to do Nike or to do a space jam movie. And it's like, if he's constantly seeming to want to step out of Michael Jordan's shadow while in the same time doing things identical to the way Michael did them and thus forcing a direct comparison, like we've had to talk about today. Right. And like, you could have worn any other number when you came into the league, buddy. Like you, And you you don't need... You could have made a movie with cartoon characters not called Space Jam. Like, you could have... And, like, Michael... And I like LeBron James, too, but, like, Michael was the first major athlete to ever go with Nike. Like, that's, that was... Like, Michael was original. Michael was the first major athlete to play basketball with cartoons. It's just, he did everything first, and LeBron James, instead of doing something else, is just doing that, too. And I think mm-hmm. that's why people get frustrated sometimes but he's still just it's it's insane the relevance that he has and the relevance that the great basketball player in the nba has whether it was michael or the people before him or the people since yeah just like these the 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 star of the nba basketball league and the marketing that they're able to accomplish not just in america but globally has never ceased to amaze me and yeah i mean you mentioned
0: being from detroit like Heated rivalry with the bulls. And I mean we slapped them for a while. We slapped them good in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Either way, either way, we we came and whooped that ass and then like we made Space Jam and you motherfuckers still came (laughs) inside.
1: Yes, we did. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, heated rivalry and and Michael was still relevant in my house. Yeah, exactly yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely true and you know even just looking at the the last dance and and how relevant that space jam moment was in, in that documentary is just mm-hmm. interesting but i i guess i'll, I'll close with um you were saying that the, this movie kind of reminded you a little bit of that Justice League. It reminded me a lot of Ready Player 1, the Spielberg movie that came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Just all the different ways we wove in the yeah. story into other movies and, and I can see that just for basically sure. culture grabs and it's it was it was jumbled, it was confusing, it was an experience question mark, but overall I thought it was lacking just in terms of overall entertainment value I, I think the the label you threw on it of just way too much it, more is less sometimes right and so left a lot to be desired but I, I also think a lot of us were kind of expecting that
0: it is what it is I, I definitely from from my from my personal standpoint I will say less is more and with that in mind you know and and in addition to just being the original like how often does movie really outshine the original it's 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 rare that that happens and and like i said every like it's it's kind of hard to follow in the footsteps of the gold standard that was the that was the picture of perfection that michael jordan really was so like you're fighting a losing battle trying to recreate any of that no matter what you do so i mean it's a movie it's out the kids are gonna love it there you go. There you go.
1: Sequels tend to suck, including
0: Fast and sequel our sequels. <so>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Looking forward to our next sequel conversation. Yeah,
0: man. It's always a pleasure.
1: Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, and wash your hands. Stay safe. We will see you down the road. Bye. Later.